it's time. Away, the kids had their chance to play, but now I'm back from New Zealand after making all sorts of brand new friends. Anyway, welcome to the Brisbane Football Review Season 3, Episode 3. It is our 2018 FFA Cup preview special. I'm James, I'm back, and I'm joined by Scott and Adam. Guys, how are we? Welcome back, James. Good to see you again, James. I'll give you back your host chair. <laughs> yes, yeah, I should say, well done on the show you guys put together while I was Thank away. You. It was Thank very you, good. Adam. And well done for getting back into the country. Oh, it wasn't that hard. They were saying, please leave. <laughs> yes, I did hear some of the shots you took on during the last I was thinking of a Wellington joke here, but I thought I'd better not. You're, you're lucky Knicks fans don't go as far south as you do. Well, I did try and make some Wellington Phoenix jokes, but shockingly, nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was actually disappointed. Angela didn't take a couple of shots at me as well. We edited them out. <laughs> <laughs> she swore again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Anyway, no, she didn't really. But anyway, yeah, no, but that's going to be her. Yes. That's the that's that's thing now. Be what yeah. she's known for. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, July twenty second, and it is t- almost time for the FFA Cup. So we're gonna. Go through our preview show in a little while, but first of all, we're going to get into segment one and talk about some raw and A League news. But before that, I'm going to bring the plugs up to segment one. So you can get in contact with us on Twitter at BNE Football. We got yeah. that name changed from at Raw Review, yes. so if and we're still something... trying to remember it as well, by the way. Yes. <laughs> so if you uh, want to get in contact with us, send us a message through there. Make sure you don't type at Raw Review anymore. <laughs> on Facebook, we're trying to change the name, but we're still the Raw Review. Mm-hmm. The email is brisbanefootballreview at gmail.com and you're obviously listening to the podcast on Wooshka or iTunes and we really should try and expand that this season. Yes, and some friendly advice for anyone, don't try and change your page names on Facebook. Yes. It's a very frustrating process. Yes. Uh, as, well, haven't we been trying to change that for about a year and a half now? Yes. So I think the last one was our fourth or fifth attempt, so... We're, we're still <laughs> we... working on it. Anyway... Uh, yeah, so we're here for the Daily Football Show Fair Network, and we're going to get into some Raw and general A-League news, starting with the Raw signing former victory fullback, Stefan Negro, and he makes the squad 22 out of 23 now. He is just 21 years old and made 26 appearances for the victory. Made an A-League debut against the Raw in 2006 in a man-of-the-match performance, which I don't remember, but okay. I think he had Thomas Broich in his pocket, unfortunately. Mm. It was the first game a couple of years ago when the Raw were top of the table and victory won 4-0. Oh, that game. Yeah, it was that horrible, horrible game. Okay. And as we've said, that brings the squad to 22 out of 23. And in terms of the squad, that actually is a pretty solid pickup because you can provide cover at both fullback options and at defensive mid, Adam. Look, yeah, I think it's it's a very, very good sign. You know, it sort of goes down to sort of his, his versatility. He can play anywhere, you know, in the fullback roles or at defensive midfield. So it's, you know, and look, at, at 21 years old, old, he's actually, you know, he's not a bad player. I think, you know, it's sort of almost like the trade between, you know, with Corey Brown going the other way. I actually think we might have um, scored actually on the better side of the deal, in my opinion. I don't know if I'd go that far, <coughs> but I, 
No, I was just coughing. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were trying to. Be... No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I don't know if I go that far as saying they've gotten the better side of that deal, but I do feel like they've come out well yeah. in, in it. Well, compared to other trades with Melbourne Victory, they definitely come out in, in at least fifty-fifty. I think because the last because year... they've gotten someone back. Yes, exactly. That's more the <laughs> point. But I do think there's a reasonable comparison between Brown and Negro. Negro's more versatile, which helps. But I do think this actually I think rounds out the raw squad. It's twenty-two now. I'm not sure there's going to be too many more additions. Well, there can only be one, but I'm not sure they're going to. Feel it because pretty much if you line it up, the squad there's a two players for every position now, so I don't think there's going to be anybody else coming in unless somebody leaves unexpectedly. And I, yeah, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I personally don't think that the Raw need to get it sorry more. Yeah. Like, you know, just because you have 23 slots doesn't mean you have to fill mm. them, especially you know, when you go 22 plus probably four or five mm. decent young players on youth league contracts mm. as well. I think, yeah, I, I think it, you, you keep that in your back pocket just in case of the unexpected, like a season-ending injury yeah. or that you can't, that you can't use the yeah. you know, injury replacement or, you know, you come, come around January when yeah. you, you may need to, to bulk up a squad or you know, fill a position. Well, so. I was going to just save that last spot for a January edition unless you really need something now. Because yeah. well, I, I don't think the squad needs anything either hmm. at the moment, to be honest. Well, for me, that would actually be more of a... I'd call it an insurance position where if one of your promising youngsters, like, say, an Emmy Martinez, because that's just the name that I'm looking at right now, um, if, you know, they get the offer to go to a first team somewhere else, you still have that flexibility to say, no, you can stay in Brisbane, we'll upgrade you to a first team contract and give you a bit more opportunity for playing time. We have seen also Aloysius kept something up his sleeve in the last couple of years as well, because he signed Ivan Franich mid-season yeah. last year, Tommy all the year before, so maybe it might be a case that they are keeping it. That in case something policy. something comes up that's worth pursuing. It does feel like for me any signing to make it twenty three is more of a luxury. Yeah. And one thing we were actually talking about while I was in New Zealand was uh, the fact that they've still got a marquee spot available as well. So they do have a lot of flexibility in terms of players that they can bring in. It's um actually Scott and I were having this conversation off air about um about whether the marquee spots are filled. Like, I think, actually, I think you and I were also chatting while you are in New Zealand on, on the um, yeah. Messenger about that, about about whether... We, we know that... Well, we think that Eric Bortiak's the marquee he was upgraded yes. at the end of the season, but is <coughs> Brett Holman still on marquee money? Is it Matt Mackay? You know, the, uh, or, you now the alternative, is there a third... Is there you now only one marquee being used? And that that rest, that's not still available. So it's still interesting. But yeah, I, I think a case of going signing someone for the sake mm. of saying, yay, we got 23 spots filled and mm. two marquee spots. Look, at this stage, I don't think there's any mm. need for it. Yeah. Not not, not in, in at the end of July anyway. Well, the one thing that... The one area that I suppose they could probably... Not even strengthen, but... Mm perhaps a big marquee signing could be used would be centre-back, and that's yeah. nothing against Luke Devere and Avram Papadopoulos, but that is an area that has shown to be a bit, I suppose, fickle in the last few years with injuries and availability and whatnot. And you can add Daniel Bowles to that list as well. Mm. Yes. The three senior centre-backs have all got well, injuries. Uh, Devere and Papadopoulos is the presumptive starters. Yeah. Uh, you've got Daniel Bowles, you've got Jacob Pepper, and also in the youth team, Aaron Reardon. Mm-hmm. So you've got those options there, and if they do happen to sign it, I would not be surprised at all if it was a centre-back. Yeah. I personally think that's... So I was going to say, I was going to agree with you on that. I think, um, yeah, I definitely think that if you're going to use that 23rd spot, it would be a centre-back because, as you said, you know, Papadopoulos, the Villa, Bowles are all very, very injury-prone. If it were me, this is just how I'd have the starting 11 lining up today or possibly in three weeks when they take yeah. on Melbourne City. Send this through to John Aloisi. I'm sure he'd love this. <laughs> <laughs> this is my opinion and yeah. not yeah. representative of anything else. 
obviously Jamie Young in goals. You've got Jack Hing at Luke Devere, Papadopoulos and Conor O'Toole at the uh, back four. Okay. Christensen and Mackay paired up in the centre. Mackay, obviously the captain. To, uh, Tobias Mickelson, Stefan Mork and Eric Bortiak as your attacking midfielders and Adam Tackett up top. Sounds good. Yeah. I think for the science. last spot, if you're going to sign someone, it depends on um, how you view Pepper. Because when you look at all the raw media releases, they say Pepper's a midfielder. True. I know he's a versatile, but I, they've listed him as a midfielder, so I think to both your points, I think a centre-back would be the way they would go. Yeah. If they are going to fill it before the season starts. But that being said, having that flexibility as well is certainly something that's going to, you'd hope, come in handy when it comes to making acqui- uh, making an acquisition in mid-season or something. You know, when yeah, Melbourne yeah. Victory try to sign another player. <laughs> Jeez, oh, don't well, start. The windows ain't open for so long, so... That's true. Oh, sorry, oh. the uh, souvenir from New Zealand is back up again. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a bit of uh, social media uh, gamesmanship going on from the Raw this past week and a bit as well, with uh, some of the frozen filters on the... Yes, it got a lot of people talking, actually. Yeah. You missed a lot of this over in New Zealand, but it was... It got a lot of people talking, confused, and then... <laughs> When they froze their accounts on Tuesday, they froze them. That, yeah. Then all the really great jokes started. That was fantastic. But look, yeah, I thought we was, had a good one. <laughs> it was really, you did actually. But uh, no, it was it was a really good way to promote it because it got a lot of people talking before the actual announcement. And then the announcement came out, and of course, certain people were underwhelmed by it. But I think it's a great announcement. The, the sponsorship yeah. they've done. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it, given twelve months ago, they didn't have a front of shirt sponsor. They had to, they gave it generously to the Starlight Foundation, but. To actually have a sponsor on there shows they're making progress, which is good. Yeah, it's a good... It, you know, they've got a front of shirt sponsor. It's all sorted and... Yeah. I was, I was happy with that. Yeah. We should oh, actually mention it is Actron Air as well. I don't think we've mentioned it this whole time we've been talking about it. <laughs> no, you're right. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, no, but just to sort of bear the underwhelming stuff, it's like... I think... Um, I think almost some fans have forgotten what it's like that you have marketing, you know, from the raw. Because it's look at the end of the day, you know, it's it's all about getting out there. It's all about getting Actron Air's name out there. And you know, even some people sort of question, you know, who are Actron Air? Well, isn't that the whole point of sponsorship? Yeah. They obviously want to pay money to get promoted, and linking with you know the you know the, an A League club is probably the way getting getting out there. And they do. Just, just looking at their profile for they do have sponsorships through um, V8 Supercars and Mark Winterbottom. So, which, again, might be a play, slight play on pun and words, but... Yes. But, yeah, at the end of the day, look, you know, any sponsorship, any money into the club, it's got to be a good thing, irrespective of what people's opinions are of the actual... So, yeah, maybe the Raw are going to sign someone from Iceland or something to mix in with... Elsa from Frozen. Sounds good. <laughs> it's a great addition to the W League squad. I like it. I actually I actually did admit that was my first thought was, okay, they're going to be doing some sort of signing or... Um, oh, isn't there that place on... Um, uh, not What's the other way to Caxton Street? The Iceworks the place? Iceworks, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember that was involved... Is, it, is the Iceworks even there anymore? Isn't it? I don't know. It's been that long since I've been yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> don't walk that way at yeah. the games. I don't think it is. It's, it's not where I used to be, but yeah. Anyway, anyway yeah. yeah, the best story I saw, not not mine, but the best I saw was the, the cryogenic um, recovery. Yeah. Stuff. That's what I thought it was going to be as well. So. Yeah, as soon that, as I saw that one pop yeah. up. It, oh. That actually made some sense. Yeah, that but, was straight away there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we should probably keep moving through the stories. Uh, mm-hmm. The Central Coast Mariners are going to offer a trial to Usain Bolt. And why not? <laughs> or why? I'll I... tell you why not, because I'll read through some of their visa attacking players the last few years. Richard Verness, Marek Mane, Dan Heffernan, Louis Garcia, Asdrubal. Can he be any worse than that? Yeah. Like, can he honestly be any worse well, than any of well, those? Well, Garcia. Louis well, Garcia was okay, but he was only there for five minutes. The rest of them were absolutely hopeless. Yeah. So he can't be any worse. 
And if that's the level of foreigner yeah. they can attract, they might as well go for someone who's going to put some people in the grandstands. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, okay, it is a total novelty, but you for me, you, just, you can't have Australian football on this pedestal, holier than thou pedestal, where you're supposed to be above just trying to do something in a crowded marketplace. Like, because people are ripping the A League football. Well, why weren't people ripping Borussia Dortmund when he had a trial there? Or Manchester United. And Manchester United also had a trial in Norway recently as well. So yeah. it's not like, well, why, not, why are people not ripping those leagues for for giving him a trial? Because Which is all the Mariners are giving him, by the way. They're not, they haven't signed him yet. Yeah. But they're just giving him a trial. I don't see why it's that big a deal at all. And look, in terms of a marquee player, he might actually be <laughs> the best example of a proper well, marquee as well. Because... I'm, it's more of a marketing stunt than Look, anything. I read, a, I read a tweet from um, from Philip McAuliffe um, a few days ago saying, because obviously um, Melbourne Victory are all but um, about signing Keisuke Honda, and yeah, you know, and yet Mariners are going for Usain Bolt, and that's the difference between the two clubs. Well, yeah, absolutely, that's the difference between two clubs because Melbourne Victory have got sponsorship have more sponsorship than they, they can count. They've got you know hanging twenty thousand members. What have the Mariners got at the moment? Like so at the end of the, at the end of the day, they've got palm trees, yeah, palm yeah, they've got a couple, well, couple yeah. palm trees and you know, and a handful of fans yeah. and a cannon. Yeah, apparently, yeah. And still a better setup than Wellington Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Fifteen yeah. minutes in, we but, got one. But look, at the end of the day, you know, the, the, all these holding now people, as you say, you know, attacking. Oh, it's tacky. It's a stunt. It's a well. You know what? What is their solution to lift Mariners flagging? You know, sort of revenues at the moment. Like I think people forget that. You know. Football is a business, as much as sport, as much as tradition, it is a business. And you know what? Anyone that actually has ever owned a business or invested in a business, don't go out there to lose money. And that's what Mike Charlesworth is doing at the moment. So if it means that getting Usain Bolt, who you know has a bigger profile than probably anyone, any sports person in this country, you know, if he, if he can get even you know two thousand bums on seats. You know, for, for a brief amount of time, that's money into the club. How is that a bad just thing? just on Mike Charles. Well, people have ripped him in the past for not caring about the Central Coast Mariners. Well, this off-season he's done quite a bit because he brought Mike Mulvey in as a head coach. He's also hired Mike Field, the former Manchester United assistant coaches for Alex Ferguson. So he's clearly investing in, in the setup there. So people are saying, ripping him when he doesn't care. Now they're ripping him for yeah. an idea which may prove to be... It's, not, not much and, of anything. It might turn out to be excellent. We don't know yet. It's, and it's, it's not like they've yeah. actually signed him or anything. Yeah, it's, no. hey, we're exploring. Like, Keep in mind, Usain Bolt could come out and say, yeah, not so much yeah. for me, but... Yeah. Well, look, at the end of the day, the fact that we we are talking at, at the top of, top of the show almost about Central Coast Mariners in July means, obviously, it's, if anything, it's just getting traction. When the Raw haven't been drawn against them for yeah. the FFA Cup. And speaking yeah. of the Raw, I think David Perot might be almost praying this happens, by mm. the way, given they play the Raw round one at Suncorp. Yeah. Could you, I think that'd be... And did you, yeah, I did like Quite the uh, little exchange between the Roar and their <laughs> yeah. Mariners and their... I think, I think Dave won that one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a clear technical knockout. Yeah. But just this one last point on this whole Usain Bolt thing. I, I've seen this whole, the whole complaint, oh, you know, it's taking away opportunities for young players. Oh, mm-hmm. give me a break. Give me a break. You know, like I said, half these young players refuse to go to Central Coast Mariners to take up an opportunity in the first place. So the whole saying, oh, it spits in the face, what a load of BS. The Mariners also play more young Australian players than yeah. the other club. And they would have, if, they would, if it's not Bolt, it'll be some other visa player who takes this spot. They've allocated anyway. So it'll be another, as Drupal or Malik Mane or someone like this anyway. So it's, it's not taking a young Australian spot. It's taking a visa spot from somebody who 
isn't going to add anything anyway. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like I said, this is just a commercial play. It is a stunt. It is what it is. But to go on try and make claims that oh, it's taking away, um, taking away opportunities mm. for young. What a load of garbage. You know, actually, how like I said, Usain mm. Bolt running on the sideline. You know. Mm. Uh, on the, in the first round at Suncorp Stadium will bring more players in than any NPL player. And I'm sorry, that is the truth. Yeah, I wish I knew where all these magical, like, world-class youngsters yeah. uh, running around the NPL were because, like, there are good players like running yeah, around the NPL. Absolutely, but absolutely. They are, there does seem to be still quite a solid gap between... NPL and A-League. Exactly. And look, if you want and look, if you want to go as far as blaming people, well, blame the system. Don't blame, yeah. you know, people like Mike Charlesworth who actually is thinking outside the square yeah. a little bit, thinking, how am I, how can I make money for my club? Yeah. You know, think about the structure, you know, the fact that there's, that, you know, probably clubs don't want to pay a youngster who's probably unproven, you know, when you have a, a salary cap floor. You know, or, or, to, or, they, or that, you know, there's all pressure to perform. You know, at the end of the day, look, you're saying Bolt probably turn out to be hardly anything as far other than just a oh, gimmick as, as, a, as a football player. But his commercial value is probably more than anything else that we've had. And you know what? People say what's going to save the A-League from boredom at the moment you know, is expansion or you know, pro-relegation. Look, that's two, three years away. It needs something right now. Otherwise, this, is, this season's just going to go down the path of the previous season. I'm not sure Bolt will add anything on the field either, but the off-field stuff will be worth it. Yeah, sorry. I'm mm. just trying to. Yep. I'm just trying to find a couple of uh, points about. Uh, I suppose the this uh, Central Coast squad. So look at some of the players that look at a lot of their squad. Most of them were born in the '90s, so it's not like yeah. they're shunning older yeah. players oh. for the sake. Nah. It's not like they're shunning younger players. You have got Kai Rolls, who was born in '98, yeah. and uh, what Adam Berry '97, Danny De Silva, who yeah. you know still. Well, he doesn't they want do to be have there, more young Australian well, players. That's than, true. Yeah, they he, got more young Australians than any other club. And look, yeah. and look, yeah, the, so and look actually, what the they produce. So you could say the Mariners are you know are not promoting young youth. They're probably the one club that probably more than anyone else is doing that. And like I said, this is a commercial decision. And when yeah. people understand that you know football is a, as much a business as is a sport, then you know everyone will be a lot happier. Just to close this off, who would you rather watch up front for the Mariners? Matt Simon or Usain Bolt? Bolt. Bolt. Honestly, it's too quickly. No, no, you didn't. You answered too slowly. If anything. Si- but but you know we should be fair though. Matt yeah. Simon probably won't be available a lot of the time for the Mariners because Graham Arnold will ah, be yep. kicking in cotton rules for the Absolutely forgot that plan. <laughs> All right, one last news story we've got to get on to. Uh, well, one last news topic anyway. Tim Cahill announced his retirement from international football and we will always remember his two goals against Japan in 2006. And he's going to block us on Twitter for not having this higher up the run sheet as well, by the way. Ah, uh, well. I know. But no, he's fantastic, isn't he, for Australia? Yeah. Been brilliant for a long time. I mean, the work that the FFA did behind the scenes to get him eligible again after his Samoa thing yeah. was absolutely worth it in hindsight. It's been, he's been fantastic for Australia. And you can't. That- so you can't, as they always say on TV, you can't. Yeah. Right, an Australian football story on the men's side without Tim Cahill. And as much as, I suppose, you know, it's been great watching him, it is also a little bit exciting in that now they haven't got that fallback of going, yeah. let's just throw on Cahill. Now it's going to really be sink or swim for the guys <laughs> like, uh, well, Adam Taggart. It's going to be sink or swim for Jamie McLaren, Tommy Urich. Someone is going to have to step up and find a way yeah. to score the goals Daniel now. Zani, they're, they're, like I said, he's the great white hope. And they, whether, yes, the next, he... next, 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 yeah. next, 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 Harry Kuehl. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah no, but I'm, I'm a bit biased because, you know, I, I remember Tim Cahill, not only as a soccer river, as, as a Everton stalwart now, I can, and, you know, he is very loved at Goodison Park, you know, to, to this day. So, look, he just had a tremendous career. Look, you know, whether he 
where he's the greatest Socceroo, he's obviously mm. up there as part of that part of that group. You know, yeah. but like I said, his his mark on football, especially Socceroos, I think it's just it's undeniable. I've just, seen that debate. So it's very very interesting because I think it's a tough case between him and Harry Keel. They're just, so tough to split those two. Well, just off the top of my head, in terms of just pure moments, you feel like Cahill will probably be involved in, I would say, maybe four or five of the top ten Socceroos moments. Well, that's true. But for me, the two best performances I've seen in a Socceroos show was Kuehl when he came on against Uruguay in 2005 and Kuehl against Croatia at the World Cup. They were the, They were the two best performances I've seen from a player in an Australian show. They were, he was fantastic in both those games. And speaking of the World Cup... And I, and I saw that as a Man United fan who doesn't who doesn't like the fact he played for Liverpool and Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the World Cup, that should also we should also just touch on the final last uh, Sunday night. Just very quickly, France 4-2 over uh, Croatia, so I'm guessing Eric Bortiak is still celebrating. And people are still sleeping after France. Horrible performance. I can't believe they won the World Cup playing that way, but they did, so congratulations to them. Yeah, it's been a week since the tournament ended. It was a memorable tournament. I just don't quite know what it was memorable for. Oh, look, I think it was... <laughs> it was memorable after the VAR thing. It was a I think I, I wish they had odds on that, like a dollar on one, that the, there'd be a controversial VAR would pop I up in the thing. I know certain places that have that available. <laughs> if you oh, had told me that beforehand, I might have, might have signed up for that. No, I think it was one of the better World Cups. I think um, it's, um, it's certain memorable moments. Like I said, we, we spoke about on last week's show about VAR, that shadow it cast over the sort of tournament. But look, all in all, like the football itself now was quite good. Lots of goals scored. You know, it's, and that's what you want. You want to take a one nil all draw, and that was France. And that was kind of out of necessity. Yeah. Anyway, look, so World Cup's been and gone. We're on to the Asian Cup. Yes. Yep. Alright, and with that, we're going to come back and talk about the FFA Cup, which starts this Wednesday night. This is a Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review 2018 FFA Cup Preview Special. It is James Scott and Adam with you. We're recording Sunday morning before the uh, first slot of round of 32 games kick off. And, you know, I've always thought, you know, out of all the cup competitions in the world, this is certainly one of them. <laughs> it's Look, it's a competition that at least is, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about in a second one how, you know, sort of, the, the league, I guess football is going a little stale, but this is, thank God we've got the FFA Cup. At least this gives us something. Yeah, especially, especially with the A League season still wide down the track. <laughs> and I have to admit, like the this is what edition number five of the FFA yep. Cup. Yep, it is actually something that I am really growing to, you know, love and look forward to every year because you do get some pretty impressive moments. Like I always remember the first game I went to in person was uh, the uh, Brisbane Strikers versus Melbourne Cahills. Oh, the Melbourne Cahills. Okay. I remember yeah. those guys. Yeah, I remember that. It was. Um, I think they're like, Melbourne Arzani's now, aren't they? <laughs> for now, anyway. Yeah, yeah I remember going because it was actually an anniversary for my now wife and I. So clearly, I wasn't in too much trouble for <laughs> going to a football game that night. But uh, it's actually, but it has produced some good nights. Like I said the one, the one to mm. game that sticks out in mind is actually um, in the very first match day, which was um, Olympic versus Melbourne Knights at Goodwin Park. Yeah. That was a that was a great night. That was a great night, that actually. Jordan O'Doherty was man of the match for Melbourne Knights in a losing effort. And, and got sent off. He got sent off as well, which shows you how good he played. But you know, the thing got, that was what sparked the interest in him around the A-League. So. Yeah. And I remember uh, being at uni that night. Ah. You missed out. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> oh, well, live and learn. But yeah, you know... So it's been some great nights in the FFA Cup, including last year as well. 
some great nights around the place. So yeah, we've seen some pretty uh, even just in the qualifiers, yeah. like the one we were at at um, Corporate Travel Management Stadium, the Brisbane City Olympic game. That was just mental. That was that you, was an amazing. You would, you game. would hope that yeah, you know, in this he's, he's all, sort of all MPL ties, it yeah. hits that level of intensity and that that sort of that no, that drama. I think yeah, you know, if, if that you get that out of a lot of these matches around thirty two, I think you'd be pretty happy. Well, these guys do have a lot more to play for. Like yeah, you know the A League sides they are still in pre season, and we are hoping that the Raw are going to be, you know, really attacking <laughs> their game on August seventh. But for these MPL sides, this is a Especially with the expansion stuff coming out, this is a chance to really show that they can compete with the big boys. And look, I was, I was very critical you now of sort of you know some of the, the MPL players sort of bemoaning lack of opportunities. Well, on the flip side, the FA Cup is their window of opportunity. Like you know, Danny Choi, basically yeah. he he put his name up in lights. You know that that wonderful goal, goal that yeah. wonderful goal he scored. You know, and even even Liam, yeah. Liam Bolin, you know that they cup. The top of the goal he scored against um, Central Coast Mariners last year. And on expansion, you mentioned, on expansion, you mentioned it's a big opportunity for teams. I'm looking through here. I can't see any of the expansion clubs in the draw, unfortunately, because Wollongong have missed out, Adelaide City missed out, Brisbane Brisbane City unfortunately missed out. Well, I'm so they, glad those, that I said that without that, checking. That fantastic club down in Victoria, South Melbourne, also missed him. out. What a terrible shame. Yeah. Well, either way, like, it's, a, it's a chance to show. For, okay, let me rephrase that. It's a chance for the small clubs to show that they can compete. Exactly. That better? The, better. Yeah? Better. Great. You want to host? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Where are you going on holiday again? Uh, February? <laughs> no shows in February. Got it. <laughs> Good to know. Well, Adam's away then, too. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but I'm just trying to scare you, Scott. Yeah, thank you. You don't need to do that. Anyway, so they have changed the structure of the round of 32 a little bit this time. So instead of it being... Uh, four match days with four matches. We've got three match days. We've got six on Wednesday, the 25th of July. We've got uh, four on the 1st of August and then six on the 7th of August. Try and work that one out for yourself. I'm confusing myself right now. But uh, we'll go through the draw, I suppose, just a little bit uh, in a little bit of general detail first. You've got the TV matches. You've got Avondale versus Marconi Stallions on the 25th. You've got Rockdale City versus Sydney FC on the 1st. And Bentley Greens versus Wellington Phoenix on the uh, 7th. Now, Adam, you had an interesting thought about the uh, Bentley-Wellington game, didn't you? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, um, is it going to be an upset? We're talking about you know, cup sets and all that. Well, it would be an upset if uh, Wellington knock off Bentley, I'd say. <laughs> I might have to see who's favoured in that game. <laughs> I'm sensing you're going to be a trip to Wellington to face the music <laughs> to keep this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but look, you know, if, if I'm being serious, actually, you know, Bentley are, I believe, their top of MPL Victoria... I don't yeah. even know if Wellington have, you know... A team? Have a team at the moment. And that's, and that's <laughs> being... You know, I know we joke and you know, we like to give them you know, a lot of crap over time, but you know, actually being respectful. Yeah. I yeah, I, I question whether they, they will be sort of, you know, by August well, 7th, they'll have a cohesive They have unit, got yeah. a couple of recent visa signings. The boy from Newcastle, whose name escapes me, and the goalkeeper from Czech Republic, so... They've yeah. signed a couple of players, yeah. but they're still very short on numbers compared to the rest of the league. Yeah, so I think if it, if it, if there's a game that you're looking at, you know, a potential upset in, that might that might be one. That's and as I said, that's you know, in all, in all seriousness, that's not being disrespectful to Wellington. I just think they're not maybe a bit behind on the eight ball the most as far as their preparation for the uh, A League season goes. That being said, though, like Mark Rudan, you know, it's great to see mm. him get an opportunity at the A League level, even if it is Wellington. And you do hope that he... Like, I do want him to do well. I do like him as a coach, and I do like when I see him on uh, TV and stuff. So, yeah, I kind of want him to do well, but 
Yeah, it's Wellington. No, I, just think, I just think no, it might come. <laughs> I think it might come a little bit too early as far as I'm expecting Wellington to um, to sort of compete at the FFA Cup against you know a team like Bentley Greens, who are probably you know they're sort of you know at the top of um, MPL Victoria, which is a very very high standard. I actually would be. I'll be very interested to see Gold Coast against Newcastle as well, just purely because you've got uh, like you've got Newcastle and. They did finish quite flat last season. Like, take the Riley McGree Scorpion kick out of it. They weren't exactly, I suppose, overly lethal in that final month of the season. So, and they did have that heartbreaking grand final loss as well. They'll so. also be without Roy O'Donovan after his 10-game suspension was upheld. So that'll carry over into the Cup. So that'll be a blow. But I, I think for Gold Coast Knights, it's really unfortunate they drew an A-League side. Yeah. I think if they drew another member federation club, I think I'll give them a really good chance of getting through. Because they've, they're, they're basically the Gold Coast City team from last year. So they'll be... They'll Very be, strong. Cool, cool an A-League side could be a step too far for them. Mm. Well, yeah. if you want to get an A-League side, now's the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, the other game that I'm actually quite looking forward to will be this Wednesday night. It's Canberra FC versus Broadmeadow Magic. Remember Broadmeadow from a couple of years ago as well? So It's a very, very even contest, that one. There's, yeah. a, there's a few actually out there that actually are a little bit, you know, that are fairly even where, you know what, you'd be hard-pressed to try to pick a winner with any certainty. And the one thing I have noticed over the last few years is the gap, like the gaps between the bottom A League clubs and the top NPL clubs, has closed. But I think that's actually had more to do with the like NPL standard getting higher. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a, like it's not the A League going backwards. I just think the NPL is getting better. And you know the one player that um did just spring to mind actually is uh, Kenny Athew who used the FA Cup last yeah. year. And at the moment he's Melbourne Victory's leading striking option. <laughs> He's the poster boy for what you want. In an, if you're at, in a, at, if you're at an NPL club right now, that's really what you want to achieve. Perform like King Kenny did in the FFA Cup against Perth in particular. There are opportunities there. Yeah. And you can take them. I mean, it, took, it took Kenny a good eight, nine months to get up to the fitness for an A-League side, but by the time the end of the season came around, he was playing really well for victory. That, that's scoring goals in the Champions League as well, so... It can be done. And that's what incensed me about this whole sort of thing about going back to so we want to talk about Usain Bolt. Is that just quickly? The, the, yeah, the opportunity, the opportunities are there, it's just, but they're not going to be handed to you. And then it's platforms like the FFA Cup that are going to put you know players that you know, you know, they put their names up in lights. All right, so it's even done. As this is the Brisbane Football Review, we are going to focus a little bit more on the Queensland-based uh, clubs. And unfortunately, the two Brisbane sides <laughs> actually drew each other. And I was. I was really disappointed when that happened because I want, obviously, as many of them to go through as possible. We're, we're in the room at, at, <laughs> li- at Lions uh, in Sports Bar when they did announce the draw, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> the disappointment was very widespread. I don't think either of them are happy about it, no. but anyway. No, I think, well, you know, if I was a player for there, I would yeah. love the opportunity for a trip down to Melbourne or Sydney or Well, now they get a trip to Richland, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this might be one of the shortest road trips in ever take up round of 32 history. i got a feeling it is. I think yeah, I am think it's long and hard about it. What, well, yeah, when you can do the road trip on a bike. Yeah, yeah you could. Yeah. All right, and so, a bike's allowed on that freeway, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, just it must, go go, must go a long way around, yeah. Yeah, just go the back way through Corinda. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Wednesday 25th of July, 7.30pm Eastern, uh, <sighs> kick-off at Lions Stadium, Richlands, and that it's going to be a very, very... You know, it's a nice stadium. We were there, obviously, for our World Cup live shows, still two of them. This is the second appearance for Lions on the big stage. Uh, their other one coming in 2015, where they played... They had to play that at uh, Perry Park, didn't they? They won away in Adelaide at, at Marden, beat, I think it was. Well, beat the Metro Stars in Adelaide yep, and, and played Perth Glory at home in 2016. That's, right. yeah. That's right. And um, 
they had someone sent off early on, didn't they? Um, no, Perth, yeah, Perth uh, did. They had um, who was the keeper? Jared Tyson. I can't remember who the goalkeeper was, but it was the keeper who got sent off for a last man foul. And the I know, backup I know goalkeeper Nick, Nick Feely Nick came Feely, on and yeah. made a great save to deny. I think it was Bernardo who took the penalty. Yep. But there we go. So it was, they are doing very, very well this season, though. They're currently first in NPL Queensland, and they defeated Penn Power 6-0 in the preliminary round 7 to get to the uh, main draw. We were there at Lions that night, yeah. and that was that was pretty much a party, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was actually. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was a night where if everything went right, did go right for Lions. But no, that's that's not that's not taking anything away from them. They 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 have been, you know, pretty, almost pretty much the best team in in NPL Queensland all season. There and they're on their way to the title. And also mm. the fact that it was six nil showed they do have the ruthlessness to go yeah. on with it. Um, you guys had the chance to speak to Warren Moon the other week, didn't you? That was a very interesting yes, interview. Was... Having a post-game massage, all the stress of coaching. You didn't give it to me. No, I did not. (laughs) No. Not. All right, we're going to listen to that Warren Moon interview now. Here it is. So he was Lions coach Warren Moon. Warren, what did you think your side performance against Warren Bay tonight? Yeah, it was was not too bad. Um, Overall, I I felt we were the better team. Um, Probably suffered from not taking our chances and made it quite tough for ourselves. But uh, I think once we got that goal, we settled down and we played the better football. How important is that result in the context of the premiership? Yeah, look, it, it probably is, but we're certainly not looking too far ahead. We've got uh, some really tough games coming up, and um, we're, as boring as it sounds, taking it week by week, trying to get three points, chalk them off, and uh, see where it takes us. Speaking of some tough games coming up, congratulations on making the round two through the FFA Cup. Are you looking forward to getting back on the national stage? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a really, uh, really good experience for the club, uh, the players, and obviously um, everyone involved in the staff as well. Did you learn anything from the last time a couple of years ago that you can take into this campaign? Yeah, obviously we, we need to use our squad better. I think the last time we, we made the round of 32, we, by the end of the season, we were pretty much running on empty. Uh, we've got a much deeper squad this year. Um, players that are coming back at the right time from injuries, so we'll certainly give them an opportunity in the next few weeks to rotate our players. A deeper squad, but Marek made all this cup tied for it. So how big a blow is that for you? Oh, it's a big blow, but we've got players like Solazano who's slowly working his way back to fitness. He got 45 in the reserves today, and um, hopefully he'll be available for that one um, in two weeks. We've been pretty lucky with the home draw in the qualifiers, another home game here. Looking forward to a big crowd here at Lions Stadium. Yeah, we are. I guess the only disappointment is that it's the upper Brisbane team. Um, not that we, you know, don't like, enjoy our battles with Olympic, but I guess when you get that far, you'd like to play a team from another state or an A-League side. But uh, it is what it is. You've had a couple of battles with Olympic, as you said. What, what makes them such a tough side to play against? That's a good team, good players, good individual players, and um, they're well set up. They play a different system, but different formation to other teams in the comp, and they do it very well. Um, and they're experienced. Well, thank you very much, and good luck in the last season. Thanks, Liz. And that was Lions head coach Warren Moon, and thanks to Lions for their cooperation getting that interview done. I think he's looking forward to this, isn't he? Oh, yeah, look, um, I think... It, no, Warren, I think, and the whole club, I think they see it as obviously a, a big opportunity to, again, you know, go deep into this competition, you know, with a, with a bit of luck. You know, I think they certainly can. Absolutely, they can. They've been the standout team of the MPL Queensland this year. They're playing a side who they're very familiar with, as Warren talked about there. I think they're at home. They've got a good chance of going through. And, and you could hear... Well, it will be in a very close yeah. game, though, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it was the Peninsula game. I think it'll be much closer than that but so what you're saying is uh, don't plan to be out of there before 10 o'clock I wouldn't have thought so no no I suppose it is what happens when you get those cup ties between uh, teams that are familiar with each other like you see it 
you know, all over in, you know, even as yeah. high as the FA Cup where you get, you know, the Man United-Chelsea games, which do tend to be very... Uh, I would say war of attrition more than things. Like, they do cancel each... They will cancel each other out. Cup football, as opposed to league football, they're two very vastly different animals. Like I said, both teams will not want to lose. And oh. that will and that will sort of produce a very cagey game. It's going to be as... A sort of, you know, as the cliche goes, you know, it's going to be a moment of brilliance or a moment of stupidity that may decide this tie and that yeah. may go deep into you know, extra time or pens. I think we've got to be prepared for that. You mentioned Cage, Adam mentioned Cagey Ball. It was when they met in the NPL this year, they met twice in round three, Olympic won 1 0 at Goodwin Park, and in the reverse fixture at Lions, Lions won 1 0. Well, there we so go. So it's been two one goal games, so it's not going to be. I wouldn't expect a 5 4 thriller here. Yeah. That way. Uh, it's going to be very tight, and I'm actually very interested to see how uh, Luke Borry and the goalkeeper for Lions goes, because like, he's been pretty, I'd say, energetic in the games that we've seen him so far yeah. this year. They're, I think he needs to stay back a bit further, yeah. to stay on his line, and not, not take, step up to take penalties either. I'd wait. Oh, I'd take penalties in regulation time, Luke. Just let someone else take it. Yeah, well, they do have Giancarlo Solorzano. Yeah. And they did also have Warren Moon in the qualifiers, although we have heard that he's not going to be involved in the main draw. <laughs> no. Mark Madel's also cup tied for. Yeah, he's actually he's so. actually been in very decent form as well for Lions, but he, yeah, he's not going to be there. Oh, well, I think they've still got a very good squad, but so do Olympic FC with a familiar left back as well, and a few other former Raw players on their side as well. He's playing, I'm led to believe as well. All right, well, <laughs> he, did, he did play in the NPL yep. catch up the other night as yep. well. Was that last night or uh, Friday night? I don't know. The days have really just blurred into one another the last little while. That's just me anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah so Olympic are a very interesting side, and you guys had a chance to uh, talk to Ben Khan last weekend or this weekend? Yeah, last weekend. Last weekend. Yep. Okay, so we're going to play that interview now. This is uh, Scott and Adam talking to Ben Khan. This is with Olympic SC coach Ben Khan. Ben, thanks for joining us on the show. No problem. A good win today for Brisbane Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of your side performance? Um, look... It was yeah, nice to get back to winning ways, nice to keep a clean sheet. thought for the majority of the game we played really well. Um, I was really impressed with some of their young players, so it certainly wasn't an easy game, but we did, we did get a bit fortunate in terms of some of their more experienced players being, being rested. And the win put you back in the top two. How do you think the season's going as a whole? Is it going to plan? Uh, look, you know, we're very disappointed at um, the last couple of draws we've had. I think in, in the total of the two games, we've had over 45 shots and only scored four goals. Uh, so those four points that we dropped have given Lions a massive advantage. But look, we'll keep believing and, and we'll keep, um, you know, we'll keep doing everything we can to, to control what we can. You've got a big game coming up in the FA Cup round 32. What's it like for the club to be back in the competition and how important is it for the club to be in the competition? Yeah, very important for the club. Um, I think everybody in football around Australia, um, you know, at all levels now aspire to be in the last 32 in the FA Cup. So, so um, you know, we're, but before we think about that, we've got to focus on our game against Redlands next yep. week. That's Friday night game against Redlands. Correct, yep. yeah. You had some tough games in qualifying as well. You're twice on the road in extra time and penalties to seal it must be satisfying to do it such a difficult way. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we were the only team, uh, or one of the only teams, maybe Penn Power as well, to play against two MPL teams. Um, so, so to do that wasn't easy. Um, and you know, it, show, it shows the character we've got that we managed to come through extra time twice, and, and we'll, we'll be taking that spirit into the Lions game. What was your reaction to the draw when you saw you were playing at a fellow? MPL Queensland side, and would you prefer to play an A-League side or someone from interstate? Uh, look, I think I think um, 
you know, initially people uh, people like the excitement of you know getting a, an exotic tie somewhere else around the country, but really the most important thing for us is is progressing to the next round, and, and we know that we, we've we've beaten Lions once and played really well against them the second time, so we, you know we we definitely. I believe that we have what it takes to progress to the round of 16. You mentioned you've played Lions twice this year with one, one win for each. What makes them such a tough side to play against? Oh, look, you know, they're, they're organised, they're resilient. Um, you, know, they're, they're, you know, they've got some good attacking players as well, so they're a good all-round team. Um, look, you don't concede the amount of goals they've conceded this year without being, you know, very, very organised, disciplined and, uh, you know, and good defensively. But uh, you know we're well aware of their vulnerabilities, and like I said, we beat them once, and um, you know we, we were probably unfortunate not to at least take a point away from when we went to their ground. You got some good young players in your side as well, like Jez Loftus for one away. Looking forward to stepping up on the big stage. Yeah, Jez just takes things in his stride. He's you know he's he's uh, as as most young players are, you know, been up and down in form and consistency through the season. So uh, he's he's coming into form at a really important time and. Uh, look, Jez is really humble and relaxed and just concentrates on improving at training every day. So. And just finally on yourself, it's your first season here in the NPL Queensland with Olympic. Are you enjoying it? Are you looking forward to stepping up onto the national stage again? Uh, yeah, look, look, enjoying my time back in Queensland. Uh, it's been a good year. We've got an unbelievable group of players. Um, and, and look, you know, hopefully we can uh, showcase that on the national stage. Thanks very much and good luck in the round of No worries, thank you. And thanks to Olympic uh, for Ben Khan there. So... Obviously, both sides are going to be very excited about their, you know, opportunity to go on the national stage. As you just heard from Ben, there, I, I'm genuinely looking forward to this game. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing game. This is the cup games are always great with the local sides from around here. I think this could be one of the best games yet we've seen in Brisbane. So yeah, it's, I'm very much looking forward to it as well. And it is nice that we've got a game in Brisbane because I remember the first few years uh, we did tend to struggle with games, didn't we? Yeah, I think we should probably stop making this claim now, given. We've had a fair few games well, after last East year. Queens, yeah. so we've got a lot made up last year and two this year. So, all yeah. three with Gold Coast, but unfortunately, it's on the same night as another game. So, yes, well, and yeah, well, we will actually just move on to uh, the Gold Coast Newcastle Jets game as well. We will talk about the other two uh, Queensland NPL sides uh, going on and start off with Gold Coast Knights against Newcastle Jets. This is their first appearance, um, and they're currently first in the Gold Coast Premier League and defeated Sunshine Coast FC 3-2 after extra time in preliminary round 7. Talking about that was dramatic on... games. Yeah, that was pretty dramatic, and I think that was actually also the first football game I've watched that w- uh, was uh, broadcast via drone footage. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were watching the Facebook live yeah. feed there, and it was different. Trying to figure out what was happening. It wasn't the easiest, was it? No, but it... we are trying to work out who was going what way and stuff, because we were obviously much more transfixed on what was going on in front <laughs> of us at mm. Brisbane City, but... Yeah, that was an interesting uh, way to qual- way to qualify. You mentioned first experience, first time in the cup. It is for the team, but not for the players. Yeah. Pretty much, I think ninety percent of this squad have played last year, the year before. So, yeah, and that, and that, and that hopefully, you know, for, the, for our southern some people are listening, those uh, like I said, this is the genuine, you know, you know, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing. That you know, this is make no mistake. This Gold Coast Knights team. Is you know they are a decent side. It's not some you know lucky Gold Coast Premier League team that you know has just appeared out of nowhere. A bit like you know Service Paradise Apollo, yep. I think it was a couple of years ago. Like this, this is a good team. This is you know these players have you know have been to the deeper rounds of the FA Cup. And look, Newcastle Jets haven't got a great record. 
in, in FA Cup. They've never re- advanced past the round yeah. of 32. They are, however, undefeated in preseason so far. Well, they haven't played anyone yet? Shanghai Shenhua and... Uh, oh, they're in yeah, they're China. China. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you were saying? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting matchup as well. And we have seen that Gold Coast side pull off some results, yeah. or the bulk of that Gold Coast side pull off some good results last year as well. Mm. It would have been nice to actually get down to this game. It is Tuesday, August 7th, uh, 7.30pm at Seabus Super Stadium in Rabina. Unfortunately, there is another game on that night. Yeah. Yes. It, there is, yeah. But look... We'll get to that game, I think. Yeah, that's segment three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, I think, you know, as we said before, I think it, a case of if they drew a member federation club, I'd be mm. pretty confident. I think, you know, despite Newcastle's record, I, I think Ernie Merrick, I think, will be eyeing a decent run for Newcastle in this competition. I think that might be a bit too much for Gold Coast, but it yeah. would not shock me. Yeah, the only thing that works against them, unfortunately, for Gold Coast is they are playing at Rubino as opposed to their home ground, which is just across the road from Carrara. So, I think yeah. if they could have played at their, their home ground down there, it would have been much more favourable for them, but unfortunately, at Rubino. That's right. And the other Queensland NPL side that is... <coughs> excuse me, I'm just choking on my own breath here. Uh, the other Queensland uh, NPL side that's in the round of 32 is Cairns FC. They're playing Wednesday, 1st of August, 7.30pm at uh, Barlow Park in Cairns. Mm-hmm. This is their fifth appearance, uh, 2014 to 2017 as Far North Queensland Heat and 2018 as Cairns FC. And it's their best chance yet to make it through to the last 16 for the first time because it's a home game for them. They're playing against a side which they will probably feel they can beat from the WA MPL. So I think... They're and they're in Armad- decent form lately. Armadale F- yep. SC. Armadale SC. Armadale SC are yep. bottom of MPL WA at the moment. Yeah. Which I think actually just more generally... It's very, very... What we're talking about. It's generally hard to line up MPL Queensland versus MPL WA. But Is it though? Gold Coast City beat... Um, Sterling Knights, whatever it was. Not Sterling, one of the teams last Sterling year. Sterling Lions? Yeah. No, um, it was not. It was someone else. I, yeah, we all oh, played no. Sterling Lions. It was one of the other teams, but yeah. they beat them quite comfortably on the Gold Coast you, last year. You think year, so, so, yeah. And no, so these guys are bottom. It's funny that the other WA club are actually in the second division. Uh, well, Croatia, I think. Well, uh, up, yeah. yeah, well, Croatia. So, like, I, I think the, MP, the WA challenge in the FFA Cup, I think, might not be that strong, other than obviously Perth Glory. This is Kansas' best shot. I think they, I think it was Edgeworth Eagles a couple of years ago. They played up in Kansas mm. and didn't have their best night. I think this this will be their best chance to make it through for the first time. It'll it be a great story. Hopefully they do get through because it'll be good for them if they do. It all depends which Kansas FC shows yeah. up or not because this is a side that you know that have left it very very late in the preliminary rounds. So twice I had to overcome three 0 deficits to, to, <laughs> to advance. So, but this, like I said, again, they've been in decent form. Right? I they just do. remembered how they qualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do also have a very informed stride with Josh Taylor, who's rapidly closing in on the MPL Queensland Golden Boot. So, oh, so uh, Dylan Wenzel Halls might have to make a comeback. He might have to start oh, playing some MPL games if he wants that. Got a couple that. of goals from Josh Taylor, and I'll be actively campaigning. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's three or four behind at the moment, but he's closing in. And there are still a few rounds left in uh, the NPL. So, all right, just we'll go. We'll do the picks for uh, these three games that we've just talked about. Yeah. So, we'll start off with Lions and Olympic. Who's going through, Scott? Jeez, oh, you're going to make me get in trouble with one of these clubs now, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. the whole point of this. All right, also home team wins in extra time. So Lions in extra time. Two Adam. one. Oh, look, I I can't pick a winner yeah. other than get off the fence. I, I think maybe Olympic advances. But, jeez, it's... Yeah. 
I'm going penalty shootout, yeah. and I'm backing Lions just because I like yeah. Luke Borian. <laughs> so, give it that. It, it is honestly, I think, yeah. going to come down to something like that. Yeah. Where this, this is your this is your classic dollar ninety each of two. Yeah. You know, if you're embedding parlons, you know, this, you just, you can't what would it. I know about that? Gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, that's your line, not mine. Yeah. Uh, Cairns FC versus Armadale SC. I'm going Cairns here. Cairns. I hope it's Cairns. And Gold Coast Knights versus Newcastle Jets. I, I, this could go either way. I think I, it would not surprise me if um, Newcastle put on a thoroughly professional form to one comfortably. It also wouldn't surprise me if it's a closer game. I think Newcastle will win. It's just... I hope hopefully Knights can put on a good showing because they're a good side. I'm going Newcastle three two. Um, head head says Newcastle, Hearts says Gold Coast. Yeah, fair enough. All right, that's gonna be it for segment two of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back to talk about the Brisbane Raw versus Melbourne City and NPL matches. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. And we're back for the Brisbane Football Review 2018 FFA Cup preview special. It is James Scott and Adam here for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. And before we do that, we'll have to do our plugs again. We're going to do uh, Facebook Raw Review, Twitter at BNE Football or Brisbane, or is it BNE Football Review? Yep. And email is brisbanefootballreview at gmail.com. Uh, any comments, questions, things you want us to talk about? Probably too much. Uh, you can send it in, uh, via any of those channels. Obviously, our podcast, which you're listening to, is available on Wooshka and iTunes. And I think that's also, everything. Yeah, also, like on, on, mess- on Messenger, I think through Facebook, obviously, we're getting um, a few yeah. messages here and there, which is always fun, um, both yeah. locally yeah. and internationally. Yeah, questions, send them through. We'll yeah. do our best to answer them if <laughs> there are any. We'll do our best. I didn't say we'll answer them well. <laughs> we'll say, just do our best. Accuracy may or may not be. Well, I can I can honestly say we will answer as far as we know for any yeah. question coming through. So just don't ask me about economics. I hate maths. <laughs> anyway, segment three. We're going to talk about Brisbane Raw versus Melbourne City in the FFA Cup. It is still two and a half weeks away. Uh, Tuesday, 7th of August, 7.30pm at Dolphin Stadium in Redcliffe. Dolphin Stadium set to become the 36th different ground the Raw have played at. And a bit of an interesting decision to host it there, wasn't it, Scott? It was an interesting decision, actually, given... Last year they played at Perry Park here before at um, Ballymore. I think it's almost a way of balancing things out for people on the north side. Playing pre-season A-League games at the Logan Training Ground, so they'll play up at Dolphin Stadium. It is also a really good venue up there. Yeah, we well. were there last year when it's, Penn it, Power played Melbourne City. Yeah. And, and it has been extended again. They've now got grandstands on both sides, so it should be even better again. As long as we're out of that win, because that was brutal last yes, it year. Was. Redcliffe wind. <laughs> That's a north sider. Yeah. yeah. It can be brutal at times. But, no, Raw drawing another A-League side, not really what you would have been hoping for after how many straight years of uh, A-League opposition? It's a bit of fourth, isn't it? Yep. Four yeah. They've played, four, played six games in the Cup, five of them against an A-League side. So, so Wanderers, which they lost 2-1. Yeah. Uh, Perth, which they lost 2-0. Victory last year, 5-1. And, and, of course, Adelaide in the FFA Cup, round 16, yeah. after they beat the Perth side. So. Sterling Lions. I still remember trying to watch that Sterling Lions game on YouTube. I got <laughs> cut out because the microphones picked up the music yeah. that was being played at halftime. So yeah. they oh, is that why? Yep. Apparently. Mm. Well, that was also just in the uh, Facebook group comments and stuff, mm. trying to make it work. That, so. that was also the time before like Fox Sports actually had control of the streams. That was like, I can't remember who was streaming it. I think it was just the two clubs got together, so here we go. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, well, so... I miss those days. There is still a lot to look forward to. You've got uh, the Raw... As we said, their best performance is round of 16 in uh, 2015. They are mm-hmm. undefeated in preseason so far. 4 0 win over Logan Lightning and a 5 0 win over Mackay and Whit Sunday's Magpies Crusaders United FC. Did you like how I actually used their full name as the host last week? Yeah, I like that it took you three goes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Melbourne City, they're the 2017 Cup winners and they're yet to play a competitive preseason match, but they do have two more. Uh, two matches in, I believe, India yes. coming up this week. So, yeah. twenty-four player squads gone to India for a week and a half. So, mm. but they will probably be missing Daniel Arzani from this, or he probably won't be ready to play, will he? Um, he should be fine. It's been he's been out of the World Cup for three and a half, four weeks. True, so and I should think the be even break is four weeks. Yeah, so. yeah. I didn't did, don't watch whether he plays or not. Another matter, but. Oh, I'm just thinking. Uh, Arzani probably won't be. <coughs> excuse me. Arzani probably won't be on that trip to India. Mm. I think he yeah. may be reporting when the squad gets back. Yeah, assuming they haven't sold him by then. Assuming yes. Yeah. For the raw though, you've got uh, potent- so we've got a whole bunch of new signings that uh, we'll be able to look forward to. Uh, Tobias Minkelson, Stefan Mork, Steph Negro, Adam Taggart, but potentially yeah. not Dylan Wenzel. Yeah, you mentioned looking forward to seeing the new signings play. I'm not sure how many of them we will see because Mickelson and Taggart haven't played in pre-season so far. Stefan Negro only got here what, a week ago. And Dylan Wenzel-Halls may or may not be cup tied. We're not, no one seems to know officially whether he is or isn't. No, I, I think don't... a lot of people expect he should be because he did play for Western Pride in the qualifying round. So yeah. he probably should be, but whether he is or not, That is knows? something we will we'll try and get clarification yeah. on. As we know, the, the same the same sort of you know, scenario Merrick Madel for... Um, for Lions, he played for Holland Park yeah. in the in the qualifier. Yeah. So you'd assume that that rule would, but then again, this is no. It, you know, there yeah. could be yeah. some sort of change from the mm. qualifying rounds to the main draw. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But I would have to think some of these guys are going to have to play because yeah. if Wenzel Hall's is cup tied, they may just have to throw Taggart. Taggart's going to have to play because D'Agostino also hasn't played in preseason. So if if Taggart's not going to start and Wenzel Hall's is cup tied, and you're looking at Enrique as a false yeah. nine. Or if even further, if you want a proper number nine, it'd be Mirza Muradovic from the youth side, and he's not ready yet for a start mm. in the A-League. Maybe if they were playing a, an NPL side, that might work, but when you're playing against Melbourne City, you'd want someone a bit more proven. So Taggart's probably going to have to play in this game. He's been training, of course, he hasn't played the game, so yeah, there's no reason why he can't play. And Stefan Mork obviously will have the chance to play against his for- one yes. of his former sides. Yes, one of his many former clubs in the A-League. How many, this is his third side, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so... We've got that. There is still quite a bit of depth, though, for the Raw. Just looking yeah. at, like, just looking at who they've got. Uh, so yeah. Papadopoulos returned to train. We probably won't be seeing him, but wouldn't have thought so. Uh, Daniel Bowles, Jacob Pepper, and possibly Luke Devere. I think Devere played in at least one of the preseason games. I feel like he did. Yeah, as well. Devere, but I think played but, in Mackay. Yeah. I should point out, yeah. I've missed the two preseason yeah. games with Pepper. Didn't pl- being I didn't, out of the country. I think any, none of us saw the Mackay game. I was there for the Logan game. Pepper didn't play in that game, but. Um, no, Devere did play because they split him up. Devere yeah. and played with one of the young centre-backs and Bowles played with another one. So. so it's kind of like what they did last year in their pre-season games yeah. as well, where it was a bit of a split squad yeah. and whatnot. One big difference, though, to last year, the Raw have been in pre-season training since the 4th of June, and Melbourne City have only mm. returned at the start of July. Now, last year it seemed like that was the opposite, with the yeah. Raw only just getting into pre-season as the mm. Cup was, yeah. what, four weeks away? And look, that, and for me, that might be... That might be the mm. difference. Where you say you can actually you'd say the raw 
be confident mm. going to this game that they have been in pre-season for that extra time mm. compared to see and you'd hope that you know they're making sort of great strides in fitness in terms mm. of fitness you know gelling as a side because the great thing as well unlike last season with the Raw mm. is that a lot of these new signings have been there fairly early. obviously yeah. you know Stephen Negro was announced you know last week but you now guys like Adam Taggart he's been there since the start of mm. pre-season training so I think if you're looking for a difference maker other than sort of trying to figure out pre-season form, I think the Royals fitness might be that little bit ahead of Melbourne City at the moment. The, the opposite to that is they, haven't, they won't have played for about three weeks between the Mackay game and the Melbourne City game. Unless there's another game that's been played that we have, hasn't been confirmed yet. There's a fair layoff there, so you might want a game between now and then, whereas City have got two games in the next week coming up, which they'll be a bit, that... they might be a bit sharper in terms of recent matches, but... For the Raw, it's still a far better preparation than they've had last year. Well, and also it probably is worth considering that they did play Peninsula Power, was it four days before they played Melbourne Victory? And we all know how that turned out. (laughs) So you can can go one way or the other with that, really. Yeah. It's a a far better preparation than they had last year, no doubt about that. But I think also as well, it's a sign sign of intent because I think... I think the message is loud and clear from the fans to the club as far as don't treat FA Cup like a pre-season run. I think that's finally gotten through because I think the, the early start to training, you know, it looks like we'll play as strong as possible side. I think, you know, they're going to be up for this. Well, that's one thing I want to call back to. When we did that fan forum uh, for the Raw Supporters Federation, check them out on Facebook, um, they had the... Like, that was one of the most popular questions that people were submitting yeah. through is, like, why was the FFA Cup so bad? And I could have kept asking it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one thing that actually... I, I thought it might have died off a little bit as the season went on, but... I think it was the, the whole yeah. circumstance around as well. I think the ticket prices that night as well. Yeah. People were expecting a, a higher level of performance in terms of intensity than was provided. Yeah. A lot of people were very disappointed with that, and I can understand why. Yeah. Absolutely. But that is also one thing that... Like, that's one thing that's... I suppose, continued since then. And I thought it might have maybe taken a bit of a backseat with the other stuff going on, but <coughs> still, you know, make sure the FFA Cup is treated as a proper competition rather than a pre-season And warm-up. I think that goes to what we talked about in the last segment. Well, it goes to the popularity of the FFA Cup. I think the fans are genuinely excited by it. By it and, that's, and, they, and they don't want, they don't want you know, their club being the raw treating it like pre-season. I think, and I think that's, that's, that's a message that's getting across the whole league now. Well, Aloisi did have those quotes in 4-4-2, uh, I think it was, uh, saying, you know, we want to win everything. Yeah. So, Well, it, they've gone five years without winning anything, basically, so it's, it is time to do win something. And the FFA Cup is an important trophy. Yeah. There's only, what, three trophies you can win each year in the A-League, and it's one of them. And it's the one the Raw have not won. And, so it's yeah, absolutely having, they should be going for it. close to winning. That's, no. that's the thing. And actions speak louder than words, but at least you were hearing all the right yeah. notes saying, you know, they want to go out and play yeah. well and make a run in the competition. Because yeah. we do know the curse does, well, technically does exist for FFA Cup winners. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. curses are made to be broken. Just ask the Boston Red Sox. There's plenty of curses well, that have been Chicago broken, isn't cups. there? Yes, I know, but I much prefer the Red Sox. No, so. no, no, no. <laughs> oh, we, we've got to talk about that. Anyway, anyway, exactly. For the Cleveland sports curse, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but oh, look. At at the end of the day, I said there's every chance that you know Melbourne City could could win this game. Uh, But I think at the end of the day, if Raw go out, you want to hope that it's a you know there's an effort there rather than treating it like preseason. I think that's the big difference. Yeah, definitely. All right. So another Cup tied Dolphin Stadium. Are we expecting a large crowd here? I 
it's interesting because you would say definitely a bigger crowd than last time, but you've also got to remember that was the local side, Peninsula Power. So I think it crowd roughly somewhere around the same could be on the cards, to be honest. Because, yeah. I mean, you've got to remember the local community will get, will get behind both games the same. So I think we, I can't remember what the crowd was last year, but probably somewhere around three the same. 3,000 something. Yeah. It was, yeah, 3 yeah. something. And Wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere around there. I think, I think it's the largest crowd in Queensland, I think, yeah. that, you know, that one, so... Oh, no, the Melbourne no. City, the Melbourne Cahills, as you called them, sold out when they played. And they, that but I can't remember how many tickets they actually sold because yeah. there was some discrepancy was whether it was three, or three and a half or five, yeah. yeah. That being said, though, like, I do hope people actually get out because like, we do know there are Raw fans out yeah. there and football fans that do want to see cup football. Yeah. And, you know, the Raw fans yeah. at least have said, you know, yeah. sign players early, you know, have the right approach to the cup and, you know, make it, easy to get to and okay take out the drive to Redcliffe leave early by the way yeah leave early (laughs) well that's what 7.30 kickoff might be handy there well pick out traffic up that way is sometimes not friendly but anyway yes well the the point is get there early yeah they've asked for certain things and it seems like they're at least making that like giving that appearance of well okay we have listened and we are going to give this a good run so and to your point even if you're not a Raw fan get out and support the cup even if it's the Lions game earlier the week before. Absolutely. Get out and support the Cup. It's, we, it's like, great we, football. And if you're on the Gold Coast, go to the Gold Coast absolutely game. Go, oh, look, absolutely go to the Gold Coast game. Yeah, yeah so obviously, you know, we've, we've said, you know, time, time again, you know, Lions Stadium is a very, very good yeah. facility. I think, it, you know, you want a decent game of football, it's it's going to be next, you know, next Wednesday night. Well, hopefully it will be on a couple of uh, nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully there's more than just one decent yeah. game. But yeah, we're looking forward to it. Mm. Now, one last little thing I want to talk about with the Raw... Uh, City game is the young players for the Raw because we have seen young like we have seen some of the younger guys get a bit of a run in the cup as well so mm-hmm. out of the players that we saw last year you got Daniel Lek, Ramad Akbari uh, possibly Aaron Reardon are there any guys that you think you've seen in the NPL or in the on the youth yeah. contacts contracts that might be worth uh, giving a bit of a run I think out? you've mentioned the ones that are the most likely to play there yep those are Akbari is possibly be on the bench um, Aaron Reardon if they need defensive cover might be on the bench um Oliver Duncan's played quite well in his, in a couple of the games, including in the preseason oh, game against player. Logan. Yes, playing in midfield, so he did quite well. But I think that with a lot of the A-League squad being fit, I think it'll be a case of they'll want to make a statement here, particularly after last year. Yep. So I think it'll be the strongest possible side, and unless they need a younger player to sit on the bench, I'm not sure uh, that this me. is going to be the game where they get involved. It seems like from a numbers perspective, yeah. perspective it is going to be... And if there is going yeah. to be a young player, it will be an attacker. Merzen Maratovic, yeah. I think, I think comes into calculations yeah. if yeah. Dylan Wenzel Halls is um, cup tied. Yeah. I think I don't expect him to feature. I think that if yeah. that's the case, um, you know, take it on Riquet, probably yeah. have him. But yeah. if there's, if you're talking potential young player yeah. making a start, it'll be him. From memory, there were a couple of young players on the bench again in that game at Perry Park against Melbourne Victory last year. They just did not get on the field. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it was like four nil after an hour. There wasn't much point putting him on, but yeah. so maybe it'll be a similar case again. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Mm. All right, so uh, we will pick this game. I'm going to say the raw, just because. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a bad feeling about this because people are starting to underrate Melbourne City, and their business has been quite good with some of their signings. So I think this is going to be a very, very close game. I'll go with the raw, but it, not oh, with any degree of confidence. It's got. It's going to be close. Mm. Like, for me, for me, Raw, based on solely on the fitness factor, and they've been in training a bit longer, and their squads probably a little yeah. bit more stable. But geez, you, know, you, you can't write off Melbourne City for a second. 
No. They know the ground battle on Raw do as well. I mean, played there last year, so... <laughs> yes, yeah, so that one-game so experience. Walks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. Walks scored, there you go. That's right, he got that uh, header and got cleaned out and had to be subbed <laughs> off. So hopefully we see a little bit more of him uh, this time around. As long as he scores, it's fine. Well, he's wearing the right jersey this time. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to finish off just with a little bit of NPL discussion because we did have a catch-up round um, taking place this weekend, which you guys were at while I was going through customs. Yes, we were at um, what's it? Cleveland Showgrounds. Couldn't think of the name of it. They're yeah, Cleveland Showgrounds on Friday night for their round twenty-two game. It's actually been brought forward a week because of the seventy-two hour rule. It was originally next Friday, so they brought it forward a week because Olympic obviously couldn't play, yeah. and they it worked this week to bring it forward. So they. And it was, I think it was pretty comfortable. It was Red Wilson really for Olympic, yeah. performance from Olympic Day really didn't, it really didn't give Redlands much, who are in serious you know, trouble as far as um, relegation goes. And that, that game in two weeks' time against North Queensland United, that's relegation decider almost. Yeah, it will be. They've got two games coming up that'll be relegation deciders for them, North Queensland away and Magpies Crusaders at home. If they don't win those two games, they will, they will not be staying up. And North Queensland get another shot to go on top of them. They, they take on um, Raw Youth next week. Oof. That's right, because they now have a game in hand on both, yeah. So yep. it's very it's very tough times on there for Redlands. They'd be, they looked like they were going to be safe until a week or so ago, and now they're, now they're struggling because, obviously, last week, North Queensland beat Cairns and Magpies Crusaders beat Gold Coast. It brings it all back together again. Yeah. All right, so... Um, Talk about uh, Lions in North Queensland, yes. because we did actually get a bit of a listener contribution for this, didn't we? Yes, we got an email from Joel at 11 o'clock last night, so I've uh, got a, a recap from the Lions, North Queensland United game if you want. I said, yep, send it through, it'd be great. So thank you very much, Joel, for that. Yeah, we do appreciate any of the, uh, those contributions, especially for the games that are a little bit tough for us to get <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, Kent was a bit much of a road trip, so uh, we've got that. So I've got this here. Um, I won't read. Wrote, well, I won't read out the whole text, despite Joel's excellent writing yeah. but um, yeah United uh, North Queensland you know apparently uh, made lines work a little bit yeah for it this. seems like they made them work for it in the first half time. which was that's interesting because they started ma- looking at they started Marek Madel Slaw's no end um, um, McQuarrie up front their three strikers was interesting and they didn't find the goal until they made changes at half time which is very interesting so I think look, it's not no surprise that Lions won the game quite comfortably in the end because They've been by far the best team in the NPL this year, and North Queensland have really struggled. But I think it's actually important as well. We talked about the FA Cup with Lions last segment. I think Salorzno is going to have to start up front in that game on midweek. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. 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 On Wednesday, he's going to have to start up front because Mac Mail is suspended. So he's been regaining some fitness after an injury. So it's important for him, obviously, getting 45 minutes, I think it was, in this game. Well, there we it's go. encouraging. So. Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting to see how. Right, for Lions, obviously, like that trip back is going to make it very interesting, isn't it? Yes. Well. All right. Sorry, I just completely blanked out there for a second <laughs> <laughs> and zoned out. So, uh, Brisbane City 5-2 over Gold Coast United and Western Pride uh, 2-1 over Mackay, which Sunday's Magpies Crusaders United FC. Yeah, so that was, had to make a come from a goal behind as well, Western Pride, which is a good win for yeah. them. Yeah. So. so, I'm just bringing up the table right now. So... As it stands, Lions are on top on 51 points, uh, mm-hmm. Olympic on 50, Western Pride 48, and Morton Bay on 45. So there's a five-point gap now uh, be- between Morton Bay and Brisbane Strikers for that yeah. last play- uh, final spot. Uh, I think it's been decided, yeah. personally. How many rounds are left? Another four? 
that's, this is round 21 just gone, so 22 is next week. So there's five games, five rounds to go. Five, okay. I can't do maths. Anyway, um, I would say down the other end with relegation, yeah. Sunshine Coast, it's a case of uh, when, not if. Yeah. Because they're 12 points off safety and... They don't look like getting another point, unfortunately, for them. Yeah. So. Whereas, uh, yeah, North Queensland, Redlands, and Mackay and Sunday's Magpies, Crusaders, United FC mm-hmm. might get... You'll be glad if they go down, won't you, to say that every week? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Love the club, but, yeah. Yeah. Or we might just have to drop the gag altogether. No. <laughs> no. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, um, and then we've got uh, FQPL catch-up round results. You've got South United 7-0 over Wide Bay, mm-hmm. Sunshine Coast Wanderers 2-1 over Holland Park, and Logan Lightning 3-2 over Southside Eagles. And East 5-0 yeah. over Mitchelton. And I've got the table open here now for the FQPL. Oh, thank God, I can't find it. <laughs> and it's... Eastern Suburbs are four points behind Logan with a game in hand, and Souths are five points behind with a game in hand. So they could absolutely still catch up into into that second promotion spot, which is all important. The gap for the actual finals is a four-point gap between Souths in fourth and Rochdale in fifth. So I think it's between those clubs. I wouldn't be surprised if the top four stays as it is. Because Souths are on a real roll at the moment, they're actually pushing Logan. So I think, mm. like the top four in the MPL, I think it's set in the FQPL as well. Yeah. Yep. No. So obviously, you know, missed the news. Um, obviously, the FQPL titles already been awarded to Pempower, and um, and also as well, they've secured promotion. They did pretty much in the space of three or four days. Wasn't it awarded to Peninsula back in January? Well, it should have been. Well, yeah. Peninsula but, you know, Power thought it was awarded. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably. They probably could have given it to him in January. It wouldn't have made much difference. Yeah. And just finally, uh, NPLW. Uh, Gap and Lions FC are tied on top of the ladder at 54 yep. points. And the one game that's been played this weekend so far, unless something's changed from the run sheet. Not that I know of. <laughs> okay, Morton Bay United 7-1 over Sunshine Coast Wanderers. So I think the big news out of that is um, Meg McElligot could be the first and second place top goal scorer by the time the end of the season starts. Because she has, of course, changed clubs. Changed clubs to Morton Bay. She's already got 10 goals in four games at Morton Bay, so... Yeah. An unbelievable goal scoring form. And and a W League contract surely beckons yeah, from somewhere, raw or elsewhere. We brought that up last week, and like I said, it, you know, given the choice, like she is the form goal scorer in the in, in the uh, MPLW, and you'd hope that you know she's rewarded for those efforts. Certainly. All right, so that's going to be it for the Brisbane Football Review FFA Cup preview special. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Adam. Good to see you again, James. James. Yep. And thanks, Joel, for sending through that match report yep. as well. Um, Thank you to Olympic and Lions for those absolutely. interviews. That's yep. right, yes. Uh, you guys took care of that while I was overseas. Uh, now you're not getting rid of me. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right, so... If you, that's yeah. what he thinks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop showing up to record. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... Um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Get out and enjoy the cup football coming up as well as the NPL yep. over the next few weeks. There's a lot of big games coming up, so hopefully we'll see you around at some yeah. of the grounds. We'll be there somewhere. We'll be there, yep. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, good luck to all the teams in the FFA Cup uh, coming up, especially all the Queensland ones, and we'll be back after the round of 32 to review it all. Talk to you later.